Greetings friends and Firebirds fans and welcome to the Fire and Ice podcast presented by Desert Willow Golf Resort. Fire and Ice, the official podcast of your Coachella Valley Firebirds of the American Hockey League. Coming to you from sunny Palm Desert, California. Amir Dan Biles, Marai smile away from the Firebirds home ice of Acrisure Arena. I'm your host, Judd Spicer, along with this endeavor here in the Birds' sophomore season. Again, have the privilege and pleasure of serving as your Firebirds insider. Those articles, those Firebirds insider articles can be found throughout the season online at cvfirebirds.com. And of course, cvfirebirds.com is what you're going to want to punch in for all the teams, schedule, roster, ticketing, merchandise information. Might also, and again, want to suggest downloading that Coachella Valley Firebirds app. Great way to get tickets for all the Birds games this year, along with anything happening at Acrisure Arena. Also an easy way to get the parking as well. All right, a lot to get to, a lot to unpack. A new season, the Segway season, the sequel season is here after what can only be described as before and again as an improbable, magical inaugural season of CV Firebirds Hockey, the result of which christened our boys as the AHL's Western Conference champions. You may have noticed at the onset of Fire and Ice, a presenting sponsor, yeah, that be the good folks at Desert Willow Golf Resort, also right here in Palm Desert, California. I love Desert Willow. Worked with them for a long time, played a bunch of rounds across their 36 holes. That is home to the awesome and on-site Palm Desert Golf Academy, along with the 36 holes of the Mountain View and Firecliff courses, respectively, the latter of which regularly, annually, perennially recognized by Golf Week among the top 200 resort courses in the country, also by Golf Week, always on California's best-you-can-play list. That'd be the Firecliff. I like playing both, as a matter of fact. Sometimes I even like the Mountain View more. can be a little easier golf course. Nonetheless, a phenomenal putt-to-puck day can be had, teeing up at Desert Willow and then driving a mere 3.5 miles. Yeah, you go down Country Club, you pop on Cook, jump on Varner, and there you are. Go from Desert Willow to Acrisure Arena. A great putt-and-puck day. Check out the Palm Desert Golf Academy. Make those tee times online at desertwillow.com. All right, here we are, friends. Getting ready for season number two. The expectations are high, and deservedly so. We are now, as of this recording and this week, still in the midst of the Seattle Kraken training camp. We are still in the midst, about three or four days into the Coachella Valley Firebirds training camp. So lots to sort out. Everything very fluid as it stands right now for roster and personnel. Help to uh, discuss that today, going right to the top of the totem with this episode's guest, Troy Bodie, the VP of hop, uh, Hockey rather Operations for the Firebirds, will be joining me here shortly. Before we get to that chat with Troy, let's get to some Firebirds scheduling notes. As just mentioned, still in process of the Birds training camp. The skating will soon get underway in more formal fashion this Friday, October 6th, as the Firebirds return to the ice in preseason fashion, playing the I-10 rival Ontario Reign. 
Get a follow-up with another preseason home game taking place this Sunday, October 8th. That's a 3 p.m. puck drop versus Henderson. And then we all eagerly await that Western Conference Championship banner being held aloft, raised aloft at Akershire Arena for the Firebirds' return to the ice. The official home opener next Friday, the 13th. Ooh, spooky. That takes place 7 p.m. versus the Bakersfield Condors. Check the uh, ticket map earlier today. Couple, couple seats left. That's undoubtedly going to be a sellout. If you want to attend that home opener for the Firebirds next Friday the 13th, probably want to jump on those tickets today. Looking ahead briefly to the rest of the October schedule, you remember what happened last year. Didn't make that uh, that unveil at Akershire Arena, that home ice debut until right before Christmas. So the schedule was... Unique, strange, weird, fun, compromised. We had a lot of pockets of home games. We had a lot of hang, uh, lengthy, rather, home stands. This year, more normalized. This year, the schedule is more spread out. So for October of this month, just two more home games, actually, after that home opener next Friday. We've got the Wednesday uh, 25th, October 25th, 7 p.m., playing the Ontario Rain. And then we've got ooh, more spookiness. Tuesday, October 31st, that is Halloween, 7 p.m. against Abbotsford. And that's it. We just got the three home games for October, but fear not. Far more birds to be watched across their 36 home game AHL schedule across the course of the season. Just as a brief example, in November, we've got one, two, three, four, five home games. Lots of opportunities to watch the birds this season. Again, get your tickets now, whether it be season, half season, Individual game, you can get it all at cvfirebirds.com. All right, got a little scheduling, note prefaced. Let's get to this episode's visit with Troy Bodie, the VP of Hockey Operations for your CV Firebirds. All right, Firebirds friends. As I said, top of the totem for this season two debut episode of the Fire and Ice podcast presented by Desert Willow Golf Resort. My guest is a veteran of 159 NHL games, not to mention, I think I can read my own writing, 381 AHL games, segue to the scouting realm, the Toronto Maple Leafs before eventually becoming their director of pro scouting. We now have him happily in our brain trust, one of the architects of last year's Western Conference champion team. And welcome the VP of Hockey Operations for your Coachella Valley Firebirds, Troy Bodie. Hello, Troy. Hello, John. How are you? I am well, man. It is good to be visiting again. It's good to be talking hockey again. It was good to see you this week at Firebirds training camp. It has been exactly 100 days since the last season's epilogue episode of the fire and ice podcast which is to say a very short off season i know for all of you as well did you get any time away did you want some time away from hockey after playing until the summer solstice gosh i i i wanted time away i got time away It, it was a little longer um before i got that time away you know the last game ends and you still got work to do obviously we're so close to free agency and the draft and our development camp and stuff like that, it kind of rolls right into it. But 
you know, I took some, some time off late July and, and early August and, and kind of got really right, right back to it. So it's a short summer, but I'm okay with that when you're, you know, have a successful playoff run. Having spoken with your colleagues in the off season, uh, some of the staff, the owners, uh, some of the coaches for articles, some of these conversations casual, some of them for articles, so they're on the record. I feel like at least still in the summertime, you know, maybe in August when I spoke with a lot of these folks, there was a mark. There was still a scar for how last yeah. season ended. However, when I talked to you, stoic. Per usual, uh, maybe that's just your personality, man, or maybe that's by virtue of the job that you have to do. But honestly, how, how long do you feel like it took you to kind of get over how the last season ultimately concluded and feel appreciation for the excellence that was in making it that far? Yeah, you know, I, I don't know if you ever really get get over a, a loss like that. You know, you you play this game because you want to win and you want to win it all. You want to win every game. If you're lucky enough to win your last hockey game of the season, then, then uh, you've done your job, you know, and, and it's, I, I, I think about that last game every single day. I still do um, sometimes longer. And, and at the times that I wish I was, I was not, and, and would just like to go to sleep, but it creeps in there. But, you know, at, even as soon as that that game ended, you, you're still so extremely proud of what this group did, what what you know, how the season went, you know, what we you know did, you know, and, and just brought to the city here was is it was in, it was incredible, and I was very you know grateful for the season and, and whatnot, despite the the pain of losing the last game. Yeah, as I had a really good college football coach tell me once, you know, you take that attitude, you, you slap a G on it, you turn it into gratitude. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when I've spoken with folks in the organization more recently in the last couple weeks or last two or three weeks, it's like, yeah, a lot of excitement, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of appreciation for, as you said, the, the run that was, which was magical. It was one of the mm-hmm. most amazing things I've ever had the pleasure of even being a small part of um for you you know turning the page in such a short time uh, a necessity you got to put together a new hockey team yeah yeah no we we um had a bit of turnover and that's very very normal of, of this league you know the our, our job here is obviously to win hockey games but also to develop players so we're gonna lose players to free agency but also lose players to um to the kraken and um I guess losing them is the wrong word because, you know, it's that's what we strive to do is develop them, you know, to become future Kraken. And we got um, a few that, that may stick up there in, in training camp as their camp is going on right now and are having good showings. But um, but uh, that's uh, that's part of the game here. And we feel like we brought in some some really good. Uh, I don't want to call them re- replacements, but in a way, that's what they are. Young prospects coming in that are um, ready to, to develop and, and help us win hockey games. At the same time, some older veterans to, to um, play some of the departing bet- veterans that will, you know, be more game ready and, and, and help us help us win and, and help um, help with that development as well. 
Yeah, I think that when all is said and done, and this is, I guess, hopefully an educated one, front, front office is intact, the coaching staff is intact. You mentioned a lot of guys, and we'll get to this more specifically, that played for the Firebirds last year, 15 of them currently in the uh, in the Kraken training camp. Uh, in about four or five days, a lot of this conversation is going to become more formalized. But compared to a lot of other American Hockey League teams, we should see a pretty high degree of return and consistency than uh, in the, like what we saw last year. Um, compared to what mm-hmm. we saw last year, it's going to be a lot of similar faces, which is obviously a very good thing. Yeah. Uh, one, w- one word I want to throw at you, Troy. Uh, this is something I asked Dan Bilesma about for an article a couple of weeks ago. I heard uh, another media member locally ask him, uh, not a similar question, I think at the first day of the uh, Firebirds training camp, expectations. You guys, you, you guys spoiled us, obviously, in many ways <laughs> in the inaugural year, um, as we referenced uh, the run to the Calder Cup finals. But the home record all told, man, 24-5, 1-2 in the regular season at Akershire Arena, and then 12-4 and in the playoffs. We got very used to seeing wins on the home ice, <clears throat> pardon me, which is a great thing. But expectations are very high. I think that the fan base that you built is expecting another solid playoff run. How do you deal with that term? How do you deal with that word, expectations? Yeah, you know, people said it all summer. Well, you set the bar high and and – and, um, you know, how are you going to kind of repeat that or, or manage that expectation? Um, you know, but we set that bar pretty high before the season started for ourselves. And, you know, we we didn't just come here to put a team on the ice and and, um, you know, sell a few tickets. We came here to, you know, put a um, you know, put together a winning organization. It's something that the Valley could really be proud of. Um, and I think we accomplished that in year one and. and you know, there's a lot of things that happen throughout the season, whether it's, um, you know, injuries and recalls and, and, and whatnot that, um, you know, that can help or hurt a, a team. But um, but we, we fully expect to be very competitive this year. We expect to have a winning record. We expect to make the playoffs um, and, and really give the Valley something to be proud of again this year. Friends, you're tuning into the Fire and Ice podcast presented by Desert Willow Golf Resort. Troy Bodie, VP of Hockey Operations for our CV Firebirds, is my guest. Let's get a little more specific, as specific as we can, I guess. Uh, again, it is very fluid what's going on. Both training camps still in process. Um, Firebirds get underway with the preseason this Friday, uh, October 6th versus Ontario, and then the regular season, the home opener next Friday the 13th. Kraken get underway next Tuesday, uh, October 10th, doing so with a tall order against the defending champion Vegas Golden Knights. As reference, Troy, 15 Firebirds from last year still up in the uh, in the Kraken training camp. And it's tough, man. It's tough. The Kraken are a good team. They won 46 games last year. They scored a bunch of goals, almost 300, especially as, as I see it, the front line position, I mean, there's only so many spots. You only got 23 spots, and that includes the goalies on the team. There's so many guys that played well for the Firebirds last year. They're still up there. They're looking for that opportunity. But it's tough, man. You've been there yourself. I mean, mm-hmm. take take us through that scenario of knowing there's only so many spots. Yeah, you know, a lot of, a lot of players go up there and they see, you know, a lot of writing on the wall of, you know, perhaps who's going to be there. Yeah. Quite often, you're not going to beat out this player that makes six million dollars up there, and 
and, and whatnot. But there are spots to be had, and 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 it's not cut and dry who who gets them. There's there's players go up there that that truly go up there and earn it with their their play in, in training camp. And like you said, there's 15 players up there. Currently, we are going to get a lot of those those back. But again, you know, it's up in the air of, of who those who those players will be. Um, but um, you know, even if players don't stick up there, they come down right away. It's so important for them to to get you know to show their stuff in front of the the management up there, the coaches. Um, so if there's a an injury or a trade or something like that, they go okay, we really like this guy in training camp. Let's give him a shot up here. I really want to see what he can do and enjoyed having him up here. And, and uh, that's, that's a really important part of it that, that people don't necessarily understand. They just say, oh, they didn't make it or, or, or whatnot. But, but it, there's a valuable experience there. A couple of names I, I want to discuss. Again, I, I know that there's only so much you can say is all this is it's currently in flux. These puzzle pieces are still all coming together. Uh, Jeff Baker of the Seattle Times, he put out a solid article a couple of days ago, making a very strong case for both Ty Cartier and Riker Evans to make the Kraken squad. Talk about Riker Evans a little bit, whether he does ultimately make the Kraken or we uh, are able to enjoy his services and the, the Firebirds again. I mean, if there's if there's if there's one guy I feel like that we saw such a graduation uh, last year, it, it it really was for me. It was Riker Evans. Uh, he he was he was really good to start the season with the Firebirds, but by the time the playoffs came around, he was a superstar. Uh, mm. What did you see for him as his progression throughout the season with the Firebirds last year? Yeah, I would certainly agree. You know, I I think he's a at least an elite skater in in our league. Very smart player. Um, you know, understands the offensive side of the game and very. You know, for a guy who's, you know, not a big hulking defenseman, he's very, very competitive and, and tough to play against in the defensive zone. Um, and all around the ice, of course, I mentioned the skating is is just such an asset for for checking, for, you know, carrying the puck up the ice uh, and, and all that. But he's um, he's a player that, you know, started off as, as a rookie, never played in, in pro hockey before and, uh, you know, took a little bit of time to find find his way in pro hockey and, and just kind of learn what the, the league is all about. But once that happened, he really blossomed. And and I agree with you when it comes to the playoffs. I thought he was the best defenseman in all of all of hockey in in, in our in our league. So um, I, I was really proud of of his development. He's worked hard. He's a great kid. Uh, he's no doubt getting a very very strong look up in in Seattle. But um, uh, you know, I, I hope he I hope he um, gets a, a really good look there and. I would like to see him back here, but it's not my call. Uh, following the crack in preseason games, yeah, he's got a lot of play, man. Riker Evans has got a lot of ice time in those uh, uh, Seattle Kraken preseason games. As far as the forwards, a lot of names and a lot of talent that we enjoyed here last year, going from John Hayden, uh, Henman, Cameron Hughes, before I mentioned Ty Cartier, the AHL Rookie of the Year, Cole Lynn, McCormick, Billy Petman, Podorowski, Shane Wright. They are all still up there. They're all fighting for spots, again, amongst a lot of well-compensated, very successful uh, members of the of the Seattle Kraken. That said, I, I want to go to the defense. One name that is not discussed a lot, he is still up there as, as well, is Pietro Seppola. He, uh, I'm not exactly sure what happened. If it was injury-related, why we did not see him in the postseason last year. To me, that dude... 
was one of the un, unsung heroes throughout the regular mm-hmm. season. Wasn't a guy, you no, know, not not gonna not gonna score a lot uh, as as a defenseman, um, but he was totally rock solid player. Not a guy being discussed a lot, but to have him back, perhaps with the Firebirds again, I think he's a guy that can be a total difference maker. Your assessment of his play? Yeah, absolutely. I totally totally agree. He he's um, you know. An, an, an older rookie coming over from from uh, Finland. I say older. I think he was 22 when he came over. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, came over and, and really settled in quite nicely. He's a nice skater, you know, hardworking guy. He had a lot of grit to his to his game. And um, I, I would totally agree with your assessment. He was very, you know, rock solid, not a flashy uh, player by any means, but uh, defended well. We got him on the penalty kill halfway through the year and just, you know, really started to take that um, uh, as a as a very prideful part of his, his game, and then uh, unfortunately, two games before the playoffs, he was injured and and um, and almost made it back for those very last games. But um, uh, but he was he's been healthy all summer. He's had a good camp, and and uh, yeah, we'll be uh, hope to have him back with us this year. Yeah, certainly one to watch. And I know that we both kind of laughed there when saying his his age and that he was an older player, but it was kind of a laugh and jest when looking at some of the ages of the fellas of the 19 uh, gentlemen currently in the Firebirds training camp. A trio of guys that I want to ask you about, their respective ages are 20, 20, and 21. So that that is why it's <laughs> kind of a mirthless chuckle, as it were. i got to start with this guy, uh, Winger, uh, Jacob Bellinson. A lot have been uh, discussed about him. The guy is uh, he's big. He is aggressive, uh, reputed to have a uh, a bit of a temper, uh, and a massive uh, goal scorer and uh, and and point accruer, if you will, in in junior hockey. He currently in the Firebirds training camp, just twenty years old. Your assessment of Jacob thus far? Yeah, Jacob had a great camp up in in um, in uh, Seattle. He played an exhibition game, and and like you said, he he lit up the Quebec League last year with fifty goals. He's he and and I would say that's you know he is equally as is known for his uh, ability to to body check and and run someone over, uh, which is a rare combination you don't see a lot of anymore. So we're pretty excited to see what he can do here. But um, uh, he had a good camp up there. Had an exhibition game where he did just that. He scored the first goal, got under guy's skin, has heavy heavy checks. I I, I believe someone took a penalty on him because of that and. And uh, I was proud to see him go out there and show exactly what he can do. Um, and he's had a good camp so far for us up in uh, in Coachella. I'm excited to see him in a game. Yeah, me too. And I know you like those kind of instigator types, which is a exactly. good segue. my style. Yeah, right? <laughs> 50, though. Uh, another guy of uh, maybe a not dissimilar thread, not as big, but certainly tenacious, Tucker Robertson, also 20 years old, uh, 90 points in juniors last year. He was the MVP of his team. He's a center. He too in the Firebirds camp. Your assessment of Tucker thus far? Yeah, Tucker was a a fourth round draft pick out of Peterborough. Um, had another you know a great year in the Ontario Hockey League. He was a, uh, he won the championship there and went to the Memorial Cup. And he's come in and again scored you know the first goal of the preseason um, uh, against Calgary up there and had a really good game. He's a he's a solid two way center. You know, works hard. He's smart. Um, 
there's a lot to like about Tucker, but, um, you know, for these young kids, there's going to be, you know, a lot of developing to do. And he's, he's part of that being a young kid, but we're excited to have him. Throw this name at you. This guy, all of 21 years old. So mm -hmm. he's like, he's like a senior elder statesman. Uh, 94 points uh, last season, I think in just 56 games, certainly renowned for his speed. Logan Morrison, he's with the Firebirds camp right now. Your thoughts on Logan? Yeah, so Logan is a, is a player that's super interesting. Led the Ontario Hockey League the year before, won the Ontario League Championship, and I believe he was the playoff MVP. Um, he's, you know, we signed him to a, a free agent uh, entry-level contract, and he had he's had a great camp, uh, not too dissimilar to, to Tucker in the sense that he's a smart two-way uh, centerman. Um, but, uh, you know, he's, he's a heck of a, a goal scorer. He gets a lot of points. Um, you know, he, he's a guy that opened the eyes of the coaches uh, in, in training camp with just that, that, that smart play, knows where to be, knows how to uh, defend well, and he's got a great nose for the net. So he'll be someone to, to watch out for as well as a, as a young player. One more for you. Got to go between the pipes. Big dude, six foot three, at least two ten. Former Gopher, so you know that uh, bias. Jack Lafontaine, he, uh, <laughs> with the uh, the Firebirds in camp, he was great as a Gopher man. Finalist yeah. for the Hobie Baker Award, won the Mike Richter Award. He's got uh, some AHL experience. I think eighteen career games. He has had a little taste of NHL experience. Played a couple games uh, a few years back. Uh, what have you seen from Jack in camp thus far? Yeah, and I, I knew you'd have some sort of uh, bias towards the Gopher, but um, <laughs> but uh, Jack's been great for us so far. You know, it, he's he's a big guy. He's come into camp in phenomenal shape. Um, you know, it, it's always nice to see a young a young um, mobile goaltender um, that, uh, but with that that type of size, and he showed well in, in camp so far. So we'll see where where things go with him, but. Um, but, uh, yeah, he's he's someone really excited about. We'll wrap it up with just a couple more. These are sundries. These are miscellaneous questions for Troy Bodie. We're still in the preseason, so we can have a little fun with it, man, before the season gets underway in earnest and we get deeper into it. The questions are more serious and the yeah. situations are, you know, they're they're more intense. Uh, as I told you when I saw you yesterday at the, uh, the, at the Iceplex, Decided if I'm going to be spending this much time again at Akershire Arena, it's probably it's probably good that I actually get back on the ice for the first time in some time. I want to kind of get uh, my equipment review from from an expert. Um, oh, I'll, I'll kind of run through these. You know, it's kind of rapid fire. Uh, my skates currently being sharpened at the Iceplex, so I can't show them to you. They are they're CCM rapids although rapid is spelled with an e at the end so i don't know if i'm pronouncing him right but when i used to skate i was always a ccm guy uh, your thought on, the, on that kind of blade troy yeah you know I, I was i was a bauer uh guy and i wasn't much of a an equipment uh guru you know some of these guys love to tinker and get new stuff and new skates all the time i was the type of guy i i got it it was i used it till it wore out you know rinse, repeat, get me a new pair type thing. I, I wasn't, I wasn't the one going, checking out the, all the new stuff and, and whatnot. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that'll be just fine, you know, and I'm sure the, the rapid with an E is probably the, the French pronunciation of it. So. Okay. Uh, for the sharpening, I went with the standard, nothing uh, too fancy or exotic, no Brian Boitano cut or anything like that. No. But 
I haven't had my skate sharpened forever. So I was just like, yeah, standard is fine. Does that, does that sound doable? That's yeah, right. absolutely. Just start in the middle. You usually want, you know, five eighths radius hollow or half inch. And now we're getting technical here, but um, I think you'll, I think you'll be okay. Just make sure you wear your elbow pads out there. Okay. Well, that is a fine segue to some padding here. Got my new Reebok uh, white helmet. I know that we've got the visual aids here for an, an audio medium. Uh, how do you think? What do you think here? Is this fitting about right? I think that fits really well. There you go. Okay. Yeah, you got, got that do going. Do yeah, I've got uh, I've got my uh, my Franklin. I got my uh, my shin. Uh, oh yeah, knee guards. We've got these going here. These actually fit pretty well, and I kind of like these Tron gloves, all black with kind of a, a white lettering. I don't know if you can yeah. kind of see. That I've here. never heard of the Tron before, but so I'm sure they're a quality product. But I mean, yeah. they were eleven dollars, man. So I don't know how, how yeah. much. Yeah, well, maybe they just won't last as long. But as long as, as long as you can hold the stick and, and get out there in the protective, it'll, it'll probably work. Okay, I appreciate the equipment review. One last one for you, Troy. Of course, along with the pads and getting back on the ice, this is just for the stick and puck. This is just for the skate around a little bit, reacclimate myself. As mentioned, I did shave today, but I got to get back to hockey aesthetic, which is to say that when going through my Troy Bodie files. I mean, I usually have kind of a kind of an unshaved beard. Um, and looking at some some pictures of you, I found one great one, man, from your minor league days. This was an awesome mustache that used to be donned by Troy Bodie. Kind of a kind of a straw looking, oh, yeah. a, a yeah, wispy straw looking thing. I don't know what minor league team you were with at the time. You ever thought of bringing back the stash? Uh, I would I would bring back the stash in a heartbeat, and then uh, my wife tells me that I wouldn't be married if, if if I did. So that's the only thing holding it back. I would love to have a, a mustache because I can actually grow a better one now. The one you saw was probably a little scraggly, but that that was back in the Norfolk days. That was probably about ten years ago when I um yeah no maybe I'll I'll sneak one in there one of these days, and I think you should as well. That no, and you should grow a mullet. Uh, <laughs> stick and puck have a mullet and i'll tell you this I'll, i won't say if i'll say when we return to the uh, to the playoffs i'll go with the playoff stash there i'll make go. that promise now yeah there we go you heard it here first folks facial hair unshaven whatever it may be always appreciate the time always appreciate a visit with troy Bodie, vp of hockey operations for the firebirds look forward to seeing you this friday night for the preseason game see you at the barn man Absolutely. Thanks for having me and look forward to seeing you there. Appreciate it, man. All right. All right, folks. That's going to wrap it up for this year's debut episode of the Fire and Ice podcast presented by Desert Willow Golf Resort. Certainly appreciate the time and insights from Troy Bodie, VP of Hockey Operations for the Firebirds. Further appreciation, of course, goes to our new presenting sponsor, Desert Willow Golf Resort. Get your tee times online for the Mountain View and Firecliff courses at DesertWillow.com. Don't forget to check out the awesome and on-site Palm Desert Golf Academy and certainly remember that a phenomenal putt-to-puck day can be had going from Desert Willow, sliding over to a Firebirds game. It's just 3.5 miles away. And additional appreciation, of course, goes out to you. Thank you so much for your time, your interest, your ears. All very excited, I trust, as we ready for this sophomore season of CV Firebirds Hockey. Don't forget to check out cvfirebirds.com for all your tickets, team, 
roster, merchandise information. Also might want to download that CV Firebirds app. Great way to get tickets for your birds games and for anything happening at Acrisure Arena. Also a pretty easy and convenient way to dial up your parking when you head to anything happening over in Acrisure. Still a lot to unpack here, friends. Very fluid time as we figure out the rostering and who will formally be on the Firebirds roster for this second season as we ready for that October 13th, Friday the 13th, home opener versus the Bakersfield Condors. In the interim, certainly be keeping tabs on who plays where, and you can find a little more information on that for my October Firebirds Insider article. Be going through the roster and some of the positions, some of the decisions made. Again, that's on cbfirebirds.com. Very much aim and intend to have that piece ready preceding the Friday the 13th home opener. Until then, and in the interim, certainly hope to see you at Acrisure Arena for the Birds preseason returns to the ice again. That's Friday, this Friday, I should say, October 6th at 6 p.m. versus Ontario, the I-10 rivals, preseason or otherwise, still our rival. And then this Sunday, October 8th, 3 p.m. preseason throwdown with Henderson. Again, thank you all so much for tuning in. Look forward to seeing you soon at the Bird Barn. And remember, as always, one valley, one team, rising together.